Greg, I'd like to ask this question of my co-hosts. What's in your earbuds these days? What are you listening to? What am I listening to? Is it music? I just listen to a lot of, a lot of mixes. Podcast? Mixes? All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Spotify radio, band radio. Band radio. So, for example. We throw on Collective Soul Radio. Bare Naked Ladies Radio. And you'll hear songs from those bands plus their contemporaries, I'm guessing. Plus their contemporaries, plus bands that Spotify has figured out people that like those bands like to hear. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's way more than that than it is specifically. That's why when you ask me that, it's kind of hard to say because it's not like we put on a specific band. Yeah. I will probably do that more than Kelly will. Okay. Like I will throw on you know, just cake and shuffle cake, but then we also throw on cake radio. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, so I went for a walk uh, after work. Today. I figured this was a setup to get to you. So that's why. <laughs> it's not always about. It's sometimes about me. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, but I thought of the question because I usually will catch up or listen to a podcast on my walk. Um, and today, for some reason, I said, no, I don't want to listen to people talking. I want to hear music. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, should I play the Welcome to the Music playlist, which is songs uh, from our guests? Uh, and I said, no, I don't want to listen to that. But I do want to listen to a former guest of ours, Crownlands. Mm-hmm. I said, what, I, want, I want to hear some rock. And so, yeah, so that's, so I just uh, listened to 30 minutes of Crownlands hmm. on, uh, on my walk. So the band I did listen to today was yeah. that, that I really delved into. Delved? Yeah. Dove? Delved? Delved. Yeah, delved. delved. Uh, some word really got deep into listening to tongue helmet today our past guests tongue helmet danny miles yeah i that's that's a really funky sound i'm i said to kelly on our walk i'm disappointed i didn't listen to more of it before our conversation with danny and she said well then maybe that's danny part two i thought that's a perfect idea yeah we could once, and particularly, maybe, maybe, uh-huh, uh-huh. once COVID's over, yeah. we could get the band to come and do some songs at Radical Road. It's Tongue Helmet. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. My name is Mike, and I am uh, one of the vocalists in Bad Breed. My name is Katya, and I'm also one of the vocalists in Bad Breed. My name is Baylin. I am the bass player from Bad Breed. And welcome, welcome to the music. music. Perfect. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we, we go. got it there. Awesome. <laughs> welcome to the music. All right. Yeah. So, so thanks for doing this. Yeah. This is. Uh, I think this is going to be. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun. Uh, because, uh, as Greg will attest, we've uh, uh, we, we've had multiple guests on, but not on multiple cameras. So, uh, uh, in post, Greg is going to have five feeds. Uh, to go through yeah. so so this is uh, awesome um let's start off this way uh let's start off with um with your latest album ferocious love um i hope i got that right is that correct ferocious love was the yeah, latest it yeah. is yeah there you go um were you showing me your arm with the name of the no, I was just, I was going to scratch and then I decided that you should also see my arm. <laughs> no. That's it right there. 
But but I do have the name of the record on me, but just it's it's actually here. If you can see through my jacket, Greg, can you see this through my jacket? I can. I can. So it's Ferocious Love. So congrats on 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 the album, um, Mike. Tell tell me about uh, uh, you're you're one of the singers, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the the main songwriter. I'm the lyricist. Yeah. So um, you're the Neil Pertz of the band. Yes, I played drums on the record, and I uh, I did the lyrics. So yeah, I and. Well, do you want do you just want to hear about how we kind of started this particular yeah. project? Yeah, yeah. Right. How you got to the album? Um, well, I had quit doing music for a number of years. I just had sort of decided to myself that that was the end. And you know, I'd been in you know a few different bands before, and there was an, an earlier version of Bad Breed. And um, I had a couple of of rough years, and that kind of culminated in, um, you know, I was with the same person. Uh, I'm just going to, since you asked, I was with the same person from the age of 15 till the age of 45. And, you know, we met as sort of childhood sweethearts or high school sweethearts. And she, she died in 2017. And that was kind of after a prolonged period of the two of us dealing with a lot of, uh, mental health and emotional difficulties and all kinds of different things. And that, you know, during the last couple of years of her life, I, you know, I spent a lot of time sitting on a couch, you know, beside her, you know, uh, you know, engulfed in unhappiness and, and misery, not with each other, just with, you know, dealing with our own mental health problems. And, <clears throat> After that happened, I was uh, starkly aware that I was suddenly a single parent of a 17-year-old daughter. And um, I realized that I didn't have a choice anymore. I know it's not doesn't sound like it would be this simple, but I couldn't simply just sit on the couch anymore uh, and just hope that life went by quickly. So I went back to the thing that I, the one thing that I always felt confident at doing in that was uh, music. Um, and so I started, I, I mean, it was almost, you know, obviously it wasn't the next day or anything like that, but within months I had thought to myself, what can I do that will get me up every day? What could I do with myself that will get me, uh, feeling, starting to feel more like a person again, you know, or whatever, whatever a person is, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. And so I started writing some lyrics and I got together with um, Maylin. Maylin and I had known each other, you know, many, many years ago, we were in a band together. We hadn't, you know, we hadn't kept in contact, you know, regularly, but I just thought I had this concept where I'm going to do a record with, um, you know, I'll do one song with one person that I've made music with before. I'll do another song with somebody else that I've done music with. I'll just, because that's all I thought I could handle was sort of like a one-on-one -on -one thing. Like I thought I could sit with Maylin and do music. I don't know if I could just sit in a room with a whole bunch, especially not like a, you know, five, you know, four or five guys, like, you know, doing like punk rock or something. I just couldn't, that just wasn't where my head was at. So yeah, it was a slow process of just, you know, like, Hey, Maylin, we haven't talked for a long time, but how would you feel about writing a song with me? And that's, and that's how we started this record. And a lot of it was done that way. Um, you know, uh, the song As Promised, which is, you know, the start of the second side of the record, if you have the vinyl. Um, I wrote that with, with Catherine, Catherine, who sang on our record. She's a great vocalist and Catherine Wilson. Um, you know, so we did that together. And then I, at the same time, I was doing everything concurrently. And then I sort of flipped over and say, so Maylin, I've got this idea for this song called Animal Impact. You know, I had a bass line in mind and Maylin's a great bass player. So we started doing that. And then Oscar, who plays guitar on the record, you know, I said, I have an idea for another song. So anyway, one day it was just like, well, why don't we all meet together? You know, because it just took time. It took time for me to just sort of be comfortable, you know, 
getting back into a rhythm, getting back into the world, getting up every day, going out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you said you wanted the long version, right? No, this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously. It's a long way around saying, hey, yeah. Yeah. So, that, and that's basically, that's how it started. And we, you know, we eventually got eight songs together. Um, and during the, the, during that time, you know, this is so, you know, this, this is a long, long period of time. I mean, this took months and months, you know, into a year. Uh, and I, you know, I, I met somebody and, you know, eventually fell in love with someone else later on, you know, and so that became part of the record as well. It mm. became the, you know, this is where I was and this is, and the combination of, you know, ferocious love of another person and music and the love of these people that I was, had, was so lucky to get to work with to put this together is, is how we got the record. And this was when, when were you sort of writing and recording this? This was pre-COVID, right? It, well, oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah so the yeah. record was uh, I. We finished mixing the last song for the record. Um, I wasn't even able to go into the studio, so that was done at, at the very beginning of COVID. I think around okay. April. That's, that's why I was yeah. wondering in terms of timeline. That's what, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we started. We started writing at the end, the very end of 2017, because I've gone back in my, you know, my notes, like my, mm-hmm. you know, notes on my phone, and gone like Jesus. That's when we started. So, you know, the first little bits of lyrics were at the end of, you know, December or January of 2018. And um, yeah, and it was mixed and, and finished at the very beginning of the pandemic and, and officially came out uh, in late summer 2019. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Uh, Mike, so was it you missed music or was it you needed and you believe that this process of writing and recording was self-therapy for you? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And yes. No, I didn't, I didn't miss. I don't think I missed music. I missed feeling like I was capable of, of connecting with other people, you know, Mm. and my, you know, I'm not, you know, again, I started my first band when I was, you know, 15 years old, like my first proper band that played shows. I met um, my first wife. Her name is Deb. And today is her birthday, by the way. We all wanted to just say happy oh. birthday to Deb. Today yeah, would, yeah, would have been a yeah. big birthday for Deb. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're all happy to be together doing this today. So, yeah. So, you know, we met um, when I was, you know, I was 15 years old. We met. Um, she introduced me to punk rock. Like I didn't, I mean, I, if I hadn't met her, I'd probably, and this isn't a criticism of living in Pickering, but I'd be living in Pickering, <laughs> listening to Led Zeppelin, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, oh, I don't know what I would be doing, but you know, you get the idea. You know, we met uh, at a job that we did. Um, it was like an after school job. You started at 6 PM on Friday and you worked in a newspaper factory, putting the financial times together until about 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. So you'd be there for 12 hours. Anyway, we met there and she asked me if I'd ever heard of the Stooges. And I was like, no, no, no. What, who's, who are they? Like, you know, I know the three Stooges. So she, you know, she would start bringing me records at work. Anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. I got into a punk rock band thanks to her. I met like, there was one punk guy in school that like I'd see walking around with safety pins all over his jean jacket. And I felt, you know, one day I was like, hey, I think, I think maybe we like some music that's the same. So we started a band together. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, but I guess to make a long story short, I, uh, I don't know if I'm capable of that. But to make a long story medium, I, you know, I, all of my socializing from, it, from that age was done through music or with my, you know, my girlfriend who became my wife type thing. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't, uh, I didn't go to bars and, you know, things like that. I, I just, I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable hanging out with a bunch of guys unless we were doing something. You know what I mean? I needed to, I needed to be like, yeah, man, let's hang out after school. Like, but let's work on these songs. It was just, I don't know what it is, but it was just something. So I missed that. And I, you know, I missed 
to answer your question, um, I realized that I missed music after I started writing the songs, but it, absolutely, uh-huh. it was, it, I, like, again, I don't know, I would have found something else to force myself back to, you know, waking up out of the stupor, but I'm glad it was this. I'm glad it was music. Yeah. That's awesome. I got a question for you. I'd want to, I want to go back to Pickering, your, your, your comment mm-hmm. of Pickering. I grew up in Whitby. All right. And so, so I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure when you would have like the years you would have gone to high school, but I was wondering, were you ever, were you ever involved sort of, or around the, the Oshawa sort of punk scene, like the star club and, and places yeah. like that. Cause I mean, I have a yeah. lot of great memories from hanging out at the star club. As, as yeah. Much. I'm not sure how, what our difference in age is, but in the early nineties, I played in a band called grasshopper. That was like a Toronto kind of grunge rock band and we would go out and play in Oshawa. I remember we played and I, you, you'll remember what this is. There was a roller rink that like people played shows at. What was that? I don't know what I'm talking about. The purple, the purple onion. That was the old. Did it used to be like, I I definitely played the purple onion to answer your question. Yes. In Pickering had its own weird little scene, right? There was a, like literally there was a pizza place called pizza Pino's. That was like a tiny pizzeria that would let you put on DIY punk rock shows on Sundays, you know, nobody paid anything. We would just, you know, so I, I'm sure there was some, some crossover there. Yeah. yeah. So late eighties, early nineties, I was playing in, in those. Yeah, I, was, I was, I was mid, I was mid eighties to early nineties. Okay, cool. So right around the same time. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask uh, May. excuse me. I want to ask Maylin a question. Um, when, um, when Mike came to you and said, hey, do you want to write a song together? You know, he'd been out of music for a few years. Uh, was it an easy yes for you or did you, was it something you had to think about? Tell me about that. I didn't have to think anything about because uh, Mike and me, we worked before in the previous version of the band. And even when we didn't, we didn't see each other for a very long time, he was that kind of friend that you don't have to see them every day, but the connection is still alive. So, uh, well, let me tell you exactly. I, we didn't got in touch for a while, for years. Like the last time I saw Mike, it was at my son's baby shower. And then I see him again when my son is almost 12. So for about, for a very long time, we didn't we didn't keep contact with any each other or anything. And I learned about David's pass away on Facebook. When I see someone who puts a comment, and uh, and I see and I'm right away, I say, "Hey, something happened to Debbie. I don't know what it is, but so I wrote him an email, and he answered right away. I said, "Hey, Mike, I know we haven't talked for a very long time, but I see something on Facebook." about Debbie and I don't understand what's going on. Whatever it is, I would like to know. And then he's when he tells me, uh, Debbie passed away. So I told him, okay, man, I'm right here. If you want to talk or get together, just let me know. And I remember that maybe the next week we got together, sat down, talked, and it's when he told me about the music and I didn't have to think about it. I said yes immediately. First of all, because I knew we were going through rough times. And I know what music can do for us when you're going through rough times. And I know that Mike is used to collaborate. So for him, collaborating in a musical project that that would bring a lot of healing to his life. But at the same time, I needed some healing for myself because I was doing uh, a master's at the university. And I was like, I was almost completely removed from music, just doing studies, 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 studies. So even my my own life was calling for music. Mm. So I think it was a perfect timing that everyone needed music to heal. And that's why I didn't even think about it. I said, yes, let's do it. I'm very busy, but I will make time for this and let's do it. That is awesome. So you're the you're the bass player, I am. Uh, in in the band. Um, I'm curious, Malin, do you have any um, any bass players that that you look up to that you 
model yourself after? Well, I am a fan of funk. Ooh. All right. So for me, <laughs> for me, I would say that I have uh, a big one is Jimi Hendrix. That's a big one for me, but uh, because I also like the way he's fired on stage, and it has to do with my personality. I I play the bass, but I'm also fired on stage. So yes, I look up a lot to Jimi Hendrix, and I would say that, and then Mr. Brown <laughs> as well. Even though I have to tell you, I grew up in Cuba. Cuba is a communist country, and and we were banned from uh, US music for a very long time. So I didn't grow up knowing anything about US music. However, when I came to Canada and I, I started looking at all these guys, I was like, wow. Ah, and one more thing. I used to play bass in Cuba, but salsa, not even rock or song or anything like that. But I always had that feeling inside me that funk music always called my attention because it's fire. For me, funk and fire is like the same thing. So yes, I would say that uh, Brown and Jimi Hendrix, those are my the big ones that I look up. It's it's interesting because I mean, you know, in 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 doing research and listening to your music, I mean, you know, it's described as jazz, blue, punk, funk, like there's so many influences that come through your music. Um, is that, and, and, and Maylene, I don't know if that's like, is that something that everybody brings or like Mike, was it more, did it evolve into this eclectic, I wouldn't say cacophony, but it's an amazing sound mix. You know what I mean? I love the word eclectic for our music because that doesn't put us in one category. And I think eclectic is a word that um, is fair to describe our music. And yes, it has a lot to do with a different background, with a different information, with our different musical story. Like, for example, uh, I was trained in in the classical, as a classical singer, So I have a lot of classical information in my head, but I also have a lot of Cuban information in my head and Latin and African. So when I play my bass line, all that comes, um, it comes out. Then Mike has his his own punk rock stories. And right now we even have the the piano player, which is also classically trained. Mm -hmm. So I would say, that the beauty of our work is that we are able to respect everyone's story, musical story, and we take advantage of it. So that might be the reason why when you listen to our music, you you can see that it's like the marriage of a lot of sounds and stories. And even we had Oscar Tang on guitar. He's Asian and he loves blues. And so I think, yes, all those stories, they they come out in, in our music. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I want to go to uh, Katya uh, for this uh, next question. You are uh, the newest uh, yes. member of the band. Um, okay, yeah. Tell me, tell me about joining the band. What was it an e- easy decision for you? Uh, what were you doing, you know, prior to, uh, I'm guessing, Mike giving Ooh. you a call? Well, it isn't Mike that gave me a call, actually. Um, I, I, I know Mike. Uh, yeah, well, eventually, yes. But who put me in contact with the band? And, and I got to know Mike. I'm very happy for that, uh, by the way. It is Mylene. Because Mylene and I, we studied it. We did our master's degree together. And... Um, we were collabor- we collaborated uh, on a musical project I had that was more jazz um, and that was linked also to Cuba and other projects. And um, I was going through a kind of life change. I'm from Montreal and I moved to Toronto permanently. And um, 
And that's like, that's how I was able to reconnect myself with music was through um, Mylene that we reconnected at a certain point. And, um, and then she invited me to go see some bad breed shows. So this is like in pre-COVID times. And, you know, I would go there and take photos and just like, and I, I really liked their music. I loved the energy on, sta- on stage. Um, and then what happened is that I received a record player from Montreal and then Mylene's like, oh, we have a vinyl. And, but I have a vinyl, but I can't really play it. I don't have a record player. So I'm like, hey, come on and let's play it, you know? And I was like, wow, because I heard the music on stage, but I didn't listen to the whole album. And I found it was a really great album. And um, I hooked up onto that. And um, well, Things happened that they needed a singer. And um, Mike, I think you listened to one of my songs, a video. And then like they thought about like saying, hey, Katya, do you want to come and sing with us? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So I'm very happy uh, about that. And um, and of course, I'm, I'm not in the like the rock punk aspect, but, you know, I. I listened to rock, punk, and grunge when <clears throat> I was, like, in my teens and, you know, like, all Gen Xers did anyways. And But um, but then I turned to jazz. So I like jazz. I like blues. But I like everything um, fundamentally. So, but, yes, what I, what I bring to the band uh, now that we're, like, more rehearsing for um, – for future live shows or, or what we're doing here with you is more the jazzy type of tones, you know, the jazz chill out things. So it's, in, it's interesting when you talk about joining the band and now preparing for, hopefully we're all going to get a shot and get out and be able to hang out together and play live music and yeah. be around each other. Um, yeah. I, Mike, I think, I think I, I heard an interview or read an interview and you were talking about like, I think it was almost a year ago to the day was the last show that you did <laughs> when everybody thought like, I mean, you know, my wife's a teacher. We thought we were heading out for March break and shit, shit got real, real fast. And so can you, can you sort of talk a bit about that and sort of that? Our last show was March 8th, 2020 okay. international women's day. We had, uh, we played at the Linsmore Tavern. And it was a great show. Like I felt like we were on this role. We had played these, this kind of series of shows and we got to that one. And I was like, man, I feel this. Like I felt it. Like I, you know, I felt, you know, it, uh, being close to people, you know, like holding, I mean, literally what I picture about that show is reaching out and holding people's hands and singing like right in their face, you know, and, you know, that that seems like a distant memory at this point. But, uh, you know, you guys all remember holding hands, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I mean, I was just like, man, this is going great. Like, bring it, like, you know, we had a series of shows that were set up and then they fell like dominoes. So, yeah, it's a goddamn shame um, for a man, not just because we can't play shows, just to, you know, in case yeah, yeah, yeah. things differently. But, yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, I remember thinking like, wow, that sounds like I, I was actually in, in, I was in New Zealand for December of 2019 for that month because my, my current wife lives in New Zealand and we got married in December, 2019 and in New Zealand. Uh, and I remember, you know, we just like listen to the radio every day and go, man, that sounds hard. Like whatever's happening in China, that virus doesn't sound good, you know? And turns out it wasn't for everybody, you know, and came home and did a couple of shows. So yeah, I mean, you miss it. You know, I, I, like I said, I mean, I, I disappeared from it. I came back. I was like, I'm ready everybody. And then, you know, just like everybody else, COVID came along and said, uh, you're not ready right this second. So, but we will be 
it's cool. You know, I mean, it's cool yep. in the sense that when we do get together, like Katya was saying, we have, and Maylin mentioned, we've got a new piano player. His name is Denzel and he's bringing a whole, he's a classical pianist. He loves Chopin. Um, he put a post yesterday on Instagram asking everybody what their favorite Chopin piece was. And I answered by skipping over it. Cause I don't know. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I, they're all my favorite. No, I mean, let, let, I'm just saying, you know, so he's a young man. He's in, still in his yeah. teens and he's a dedicated, amazing piano player. So Katya has got this jazzy voice, you know, um, Denzel's a beautiful piano player. So we're just like, okay, how do we, what do we do now? You know, let's, yeah. As you said, like one day we'll hopefully get a shot of something and, and well, you know, at some point we'll play again mm -hmm. and it's going to mm -hmm. be great. Um, so yeah, but yes, who knew on that fateful day on March the 8th, we're, we're just like, you know, yeah, I remember, I remember it well. It was a great show. It was our, it was my favorite of the ones that we had done as this version of the band. So we, we ended on a high yeah, it's it's interesting because it could have been that weekend, and I was just just a block over at Red Rocket grabbing a coffee. And I well, where why didn't you? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, you? I didn't. I should have been there. I should have been yeah, there. I know. Why didn't you walk by like the the you know the chalkboard on the side that said bad breed and like blue chalk <laughs> and go like I know. I, I walk by it. I walk by it every weekend, a couple a couple times a week. So yeah, but I just I I remember re I remember reading the. Um, the Toronto star as I'm as the, the, just the paper was just sort of sitting there while I was waiting for my coffee. And uh, I remember that one of the, one of the vi virologists, one of the doctors, one of the people way smarter than I can speak, obviously uh, <laughs> referred to it as the Gretzky of viruses. It's yeah. not the most lethal and mm -hmm. it's not the most contagious, but it's the one sitting behind the net getting ready. So it would have been, I'm, I'm sure it would have been that weekend. It had to have been March 8th if I think about it. Anyway. I so. read the same thing. It said that it also mentioned that the virus has a side part. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We both read the same thing anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, listen, I remember, so we were, you know, we played that show. Of course there are next shows got canceled. I remember my, my, wife was whose name is Amanda hi Amanda she was supposed to be here for the month of April and I remember getting a very tearful phone call like a couple of days after that show just saying they've canceled flights like I can't come and I was like that's okay like it'll work out like maybe in May you can come and you know we're still waiting right so wow. yeah we're still waiting wow. you know we got got married and had a great time and uh so yes we are currently at month I don't know 14 or 15 so yeah We'll get there. Easy. We'll get there eventually. Oh, I, I assumed. I assume when you're telling that that she was here. So uh, no, that's, that's nope, no. I, she is. She just texted. I could see a text pop up during the Zoom call that said, "I'm going for a coastal walk, sweetheart. Have a great interview." So she's out <laughs> on the coast in Wellington, New Zealand, having a walk in the sun because it is summer there. It and, is, and uh, and we're having our own little bit of sunshine with you guys. Wow. I'm so glad to hear that uh, the Linsmore Tavern is still open. My uh, dad used to have a dry cleaners across from uh, the Greenwood subway station for many years when I was a, uh, when I was a kid and I'd go in on a, on a Saturday afternoon with uh, probably four bucks uh, and be able to buy a burger fries and a Coke and watch uh, Maple Leaf wrestling or WWF oh, wrestling right on, on. A on a Saturday afternoon. So. That sounds like quite a Saturday. Oh, I loved it. I, I yeah. think my dad lost money every every time I came in and, and said yeah. I was help, helping him out. You know? uh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I guys, I don't know. I hope it's still open now. Like, I hope they've been sure. managed. Like, I hope they've pulled through. I don't, I don't know. Let's hope. I, I don't know. I haven't, I mean, knock on wood so mm. far when I walked by, there's been no signage saying anything other than that. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fingers I wanted crop. to ask you this question, Mike. We, we have a, um, uh, we have a theme in, in, and I should have told you this before, but might as well catch you off guard and get some fresh, fresh thoughts from you on, on this one. Um, we have something that we, we like to call lost venues, uh, where we talk to our guest about a, a favorite venue uh, that they've, that they've played in, uh, whether it's one time, maybe it was their first time playing. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious if there's a, a favorite place that you used to play or that you have played that isn't around yeah. anymore. So they're a lost venue. So I'm curious if there's, if there's one of those for you. 
there are lots, right? Because I mean, you know, you, you play long enough and, and they start to disappear. There was a yeah. place called the Niagara Cafe. I don't know if you guys remember that, if that rings any bells. It wasn't a big place. It was at Queen and Niagara. Um, that was so with my very first like punk rock band as a teenager, that was our first big like downtown show. And it was the, it happened to be the same night that, that Courtney, that Courtney Love and Hole, that Hole played, I think they played the Rivoli and I loved them at the time. And my girlfriend at the time was just like, I guess I'm going to come see you guys. But, you know, I was like, you don't have to. I mean, like, I, I want to be at the Rivoli Sing Hole as well. Anyways, so Niagara Cafe was our, you know, because again, we, we talked about I was from Pickering. So came down, I, I was the drummer. I was the singing drummer for that band. And the venue had a riser for the drums. What was, it, and I remember what was the name of the band, Mike? Sorry to interrupt. It was called Goat Dance. It was a horrible name, Goat Dance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, go ahead um, with the story. Yeah. If you need the cassette, just let me know. I'll drop it off at your place. Okay. Um, yeah, so no, that was my like, my three-piece punk rock band, um, heavily influenced by like Husker Du and Sonic Youth and I don't know, a whole bunch of punk rock stuff and new wave stuff. So we were all, I was like terrified because it was downtown. I don't know. Like, you know, I was, I was very, very shy at the time and I was very nervous and there was a riser. I remember it was carpeted. And it felt soft, you know, like when we walked up, I was just like, I wonder if this is wet or whatever. Anyways, after about four songs, the, the, all the wood was, I guess, just rotten and it just fell out from under me and my entire drum kit just folded over and all the microphones just broke. And I was just like humiliated. I was, you know, I was just, we were in the middle of playing and then everything that wow. right, disappeared out from under me. And I just, I remember I was just sitting on my, like laying on my back because I fell off my stool and. I was like staring at the ceiling going like, I can't fucking believe that like, I'm not watching hole like that. I'm laying on the <laughs> rotten wood. Anyway. So that's yeah, punk though. That, that sounds that like a punk thing them, to happen. Yeah. You know, it was a very punk thing yeah. to happen. <laughs> I, I will say just on a side note, I don't know what the, so I played again, I was playing in a band called grasshopper. We were playing, um, do you, have you guys ever gone to Detroit to see shows? Like I used to go to Detroit quite a lot. No, yes, oh, no. The answer's Greg, no. You've been, there. Greg, haven't you? Yeah, Greg. Well, not to Detroit. No, right. Greg, he didn't. He no. told you he did, but he didn't. I went to. <laughs> we were playing in Detroit uh, at a place called St. Andrews Hall. We were opening for a bigger band, and you know it was our biggest show that we'd ever played. Like there were a thousand people there, and for me, that I mean, whatever. It's still that's a lot of people. And my bass drum beater flew off in the first song. And there was no bass drum. So we were playing, you know, so it was just all you no know, low, low end. And the drummer from the band we were opening for ran up and he's like, hey, man, do you want my ass? I said, no, 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 I got it. I twisted it back in. I was like, we're good. And then it flew off again. I couldn't kick him out. I couldn't make eye contact with him. So there was no bass drum for the next 22 minutes. And yeah, so sometimes things don't go the way that you that you hope that they would. But anyways, that's so there. Yeah. Actually, it's funny, you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned St. Andrew's Hall yeah. Yeah. because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, it's still there. Yes? Yeah. So yeah. I think the reason Kareem was thinking of that was, I, I, well, for our anniversary, for my wife's and my anniversary on the 17th okay. last year, we were supposed to be there to see, I believe, Silver Sun Pickups. Ah, and that obviously like that got canceled. And so maybe that's why Kareem was thinking I've been to Detroit because he probably knew we were going to that show. Kareem, you've got a great memory. Somewhere in you there. You remember his anniversary? He's my, he's my social convener. I mean, he organizes right. everything for me and then just, <laughs> well, I actually I organize it for my wife and then just tells me. And that way so I know. Did you I get them a suite at the Marriott for that night? Or? Oh, I, it was, it was the best. I, I lost yeah. a ton of cash just on the down payments, <laughs> you know, damn, damn COVID. Yeah. Oh, COVID. Yes. So St. Andrew's Hall, nice big venue in yeah, yeah. good size venue well, in Detroit. So there you go. But yes, Niagara Cafe is the one in Toronto that I have because I mean, what, I mean, I, you know, that's a vivid memory. Like, you know, how often you, you know, like lose your whole kit while you're playing. So yeah, that would be so it. what happened. So, you, so it falls through the riser. Yeah. Um, you fall down. Yes. Do you just, do you just pick it back up, put it somewhere well, else and start playing again? No, because we were like, <laughs> No, because we were like, you know, one of like four punk rock bands and the, the discussion came up. Like I started picking my stuff up and pushing the other two guys to the side of the stage so I could be in the middle. And the other bands just came up. And they were like, 
by the time you finish setting these drums up and remiking it, it's going to be time for our set. And I was like, right, great. Good night, everybody. Like, thanks. Oh, the release that way. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, no. So that was the end of the show. I, I don't know if we played three or four shows, I, I you know, uh, three or four songs, excuse me, but no, that was the end. Yeah. Is there anybody from goat dance that's still around in terms of, they're still doing music. They're still yes. in bands or producing. Yeah. hundred percent. There's Jim, who is the guy, the said punk rocker with the safety pins up and down his jean jacket. Okay. He and I have another group that I play drums in called beast music. So we, he also came back into my life at this time when I was reaching out to people, I reached out to him. I said like, let's do a song that turned into its own project. Uh, you know, with, uh, and just, to make, and I'll quickly tell you this because it's fascinating. You're going to love it. He's an English teacher out in Port Perry. And um, he mentioned, so we were, you know, we were just jamming and, you know, again, we were in our first band together, you know, we, you know, and so, and he had stopped, kind of stopped doing music for, you know, while I was still doing stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. So we got back together. It was like, we'd just seen each other. It was terrific. And he, he said, you know, one of my old students is like a, a great poet and she moved to the city and, Anyways, she became our singer. So we have like the high school teacher, the student, and then, you know, myself and a couple, you know, and our, and our friend Ben. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes, the answer is yes. One of them is absolutely still doing music and he's doing it with me. Although we have not seen each other officially since, I don't know, March of 2019 and 2020, excuse me. So, yeah. That's, that is nuts. Uh, Malin, back, back to you. Um, Katya said that uh, you invited her uh, to uh, to come in uh, be a be a singer uh, in the band. Um, a lot of singers in this band. Why why was it uh, um, why was it necessary to uh, to to recruit some more some more singers? Well, uh, I would say because uh, in the album. We have Catherine singing. It's Catherine and Mike and myself sometimes in some songs as well. But then Catherine moved on to other projects in her life. And I could have step up and do the singing and playing the bass, but I was so busy. I'm still busy. I'm doing my PhD now. I did my master's and now I'm doing my PhD. And I said to Mike, Mike, it's going to be faster if we get a new singer that just sings, than me, because you know, singing, doing lead vocals and playing bass, it requires a lot of coordination. So I said to Mike, because I thought also that we would play shows live, I think like as everyone else, I thought that no, this COVID situation is just gonna be one month or two months, <laughs> we're gonna be back on stage. So I said to Mike, Mike, we need to get a singer right away to be ready for shows. And that's why I thought, no, we need to get another lead singer, which is, which is Katia. Because vocals is a very, um, it's a very, it's a core of a breed as well. I don't know if you noticed in the album that we all sing in the album. So mm-hmm. for all the vocals, harmonies, they're very interested in that. So yes, I think three singers, <laughs> Is, is what makes the balance in in Babrit. So that's why I said, I call Katia. I said, Katia, please join us. And also I like the fact that um, we like to keep the three singers with three different styles because that gives us versat- versatility. So Katia comes from the jazz world, Mike, the rock, and I am something in between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing your master's in, by the way? Sorry, your do- is it your master's, master's or your doctorate? Your doctorate. Okay. I did my master's in Hispanic studies. Okay. And I'm doing my doctorate in Hispanic studies as well. For my doctors, my research, I am researching the community of Cuban musicians in Toronto. So I'm trying to establish a connection between emotional intelligence and the development of and professional development of Cuban musicians in Toronto. I was trying to find, I, I picked up a, a record the other day uh, from a, a Cuban band or a, a duo. Um, they were actually guests of ours. Um, 
sometime Okan. in the past year. Was it Okana? Okan. 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 Oh, yes. yeah, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're Okan. awesome. They are, two, they are two girls, and they are yeah. married, and, yeah, they are, my be- they are my friends. We are really good friends. Yeah, awesome. we had a, a great, oh. a great conversation with them. It was, there was, it was so lovely to speak to them. Um, yes, but, I know uh, who they are. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm guessing Elizabeth, places. that's Elizabeth, and I don't remember the name of the other one, but Elizabeth plays violin and sings at the same time, and the other one does the, the percussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, Katia, you, you come from a... Uh, uh, a jazz background. Mm-hmm. Um, tell tell me about getting started in in jazz. Were you always in in jazz music? Were you always singing jazz, or did you was your bring uh, your uh, your 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 history in music uh, more diverse? Um, well, like I started singing more, taking um, jazz vocal jazz classes before I had like. Of course, I, I used to sing other stuff. Um, I have listened to a lot of different musical styles. So it's not that like I was born in jazz and then I decided to sing jazz. So jazz came at the beginning of the 21st century. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I took some uh, jazz classes I was in jazz combos in Montreal and um, eventually I did an album uh, where I combined jazz with other things um, influences to modernize them nice yeah nice. and then now well um, that's it so I'm bringing like this experience um, to the band you're classing up the joint yeah, I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. well while doing a PhD as well, like Mylene. Are you studying the same thing as her, or um, I'm I'm uh, specializing in Cuban literature. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. So we're we're kind of in the Cuban thing. Yeah, Fantastic. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. So one of the questions that we like to ask our guests, I want to throw it around the horn, is. Um, What's in your earbuds lately? What are each of you listening to? Maybe we could start with uh, Maylene. Do you want to start? Just what are you what are you listening to lately? It might sound selfish, but lately I listen a lot to Bob Breed's music because <laughs> I'm listening a lot to Bob Breed because um, we are always reinventing ourselves. And through the pandemic, we have been doing a lot of uh, acoustic versions to stay alive because we've been playing streaming shows. And so lately, uh, I listen a lot to our music just to come up. Like, for example, we have we are going to apply for the Canadian Music Week and we have to do a three minute version of Not In My Life, which is usually a five and a half minutes. <laughs> so like for example I I keep I, I had to listen to to the music several times just to come up with a simplified version of the of the song. So yes, it might sound selfish, but lately what I listen the most is to our own music to improve and to make different uh versions of our own songs to try to, to stay alive during uh the pandemic. Interesting. Different arrangements that uh Katya yourself? Uh, me well because I've re- um, I've uh, recovered my my vinyl collection. Um, of course, of course, I'm listening a lot to Bad Breed because you know I'm I'm um, kind. I have to um, you know learn the the songs and sure. and bring my own vocabulary to it. So that's it. But that's that that aspect I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I'm. It's funny to say, but I'm I'm listening to Rolling Stones, and you know, I'm, I I re- you know I received like these records, like Rolling Stone records. I'm gonna 
listen to some Bowie. I'll listen to Joni Mitchell, which is for me my model and my source of inspiration when I want to write songs. Um, did I say Pat Metini? Yeah, maybe. Or anyways, I, I listen to varied music, but it's because I'm like coming back to my record, my vinyl record collection. So I like to listen to a bit of everything. And of course, you know, stream and check out what's happening also on the rest of the planet. Are you exploring new music through the streaming? Which is interesting because we actually, on our pre-show, we're discussing Spotify, band, radio, and different streams to be exploring new music. Yeah, there's some uh, online radios that I'm exploring the music and you're discovering all these bands. So, yeah, so it's it's good also, I think, to to check out what other people also are doing. and But it's also good to go back in time and listen listen to the classics or things that you really enjoyed when you were really younger. And then you say, okay, maybe that's how I got a certain vocabulary or certain influence. And then there's the project right now. So the idea is to blend everything. Um, yeah. Nice. And then Mike, yourself? Well, uh, on my record player right now is Santana. I love Santana. Um, I listened to that. I just moved into a new place and I set up my records and I set up my little tiny weight set because I don't know if you guys heard, but the gyms are closed. So, uh, yeah, I listened to Santana and lifted weights last night and it was terrific. And I'm listening to Miles Davis, uh, John Coltrane. Uh, and I drive a lot like for, for work. I do. I drive rideshare right now. And so I listen to community radio in Toronto. I love CIUTFM. I don't know if you guys ever checked that out, but anyways, yeah. it's the U, yeah. U of T station. So there are shows on that, like that are, you know, some nights are, you know, some shows are all funk and soul and some shows are all blues and rock. So uh, I listen to the radio constantly. And then, you know, I will hear something from there that I am just like, well, why have I never, ever heard that before? And then do what everybody else does, find it on streaming and do that. But yeah, um, I've been listening to, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of jazz recently, but like a lot of like instrumental stuff uh yeah miles davis john coltrane that kind of stuff um you know just to, and just to go back like I, you guys were talking earlier about the idea of having eclectic sound and and things like that i just i think that just like listening to what everybody's listening to um it's interesting that for me like to try to create something sound wise that we're doing sonically or what we're trying to do um is finding those things that you know, because I've played in the past in sort of like all guy, you know, punk rock, you know, every, like it's loud. And we're, we, we all kind of dress the same. Well, I definitely know those guys are listening to, you know, whatever it is, the MC five or whatever else I'm listening, you know, and it's cool, right? Like, it's cool. Like you kind of come in and like every your gang, and you're, you're doing that thing. Like I've been in bands like that, but what I like about this is that, you know, one of the million things that I love about doing this with all these guys um, is going like, so, okay, Katia, where do you come from? Okay, cool. So you're from jazz. Like, I mean, you know, where is, where's, where is that, the, the, whatever it is that I, that I want to hear in, in, in what we're doing, where's that? Cause there's, there's hard stuff. Like, I mean, in James Brown, I mean, you know that obviously if you've listened, you know, I'm sure you guys have listened to James Brown. That's hard, man. Like that's hard music. Like, I mean, hard driving, bang, 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 bang. Right? Where is it in you know in hip hop? Where is it in jazz? Where is it in reggae? Like that's I've been listening to a bunch of like the the group the Congos, right? That to me, like that's I mean, it doesn't hard doesn't have to be volume, right? It doesn't have to be like distortion. It doesn't you know. I'm probably stating the obvious for everybody, but I think I find mm -hmm. that where, where is the, the pop, like power in the sense of emotional power in the quiet moments in what we do. Right. And so when we're when we're scaling things back volume wise with a piano and three voices and bass, um, how's it, how do we still do things that, that light the room up or light me up? Right. Cause that's, most important you know like for me it's got it's no it's not the most important you know what i mean i have to be thrilled right because if i'm not thrilled then somebody sitting if you are watching me 
you're not going to be thrilled. Chances are, I mean, unless you're also gaming at the same time, which is possible, you know, I, I don't know how you guys game, but you know, people multitask these days. Right. So, yeah. you know, but anyways, I know you didn't ask that question, but I just wanted no, to no, it's great. circle back it's great. around Thanks. because it's interesting to me to hear what these yeah. guys are listening to. Um, Denzel's over there. Denzel, what are you listening to? Um, I'm listening to... Can you hear him? He yeah. Said, over there. Stand right here. Yeah, this, this is Denzel. I'm going to bring his head into the into the shot. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? For sure. Uh, yeah. I have to do more post. Greg, what? Hello. <laughs> Denzel, hey. uh, what are you listening to? What am I listening? I'm listening to a lot of concertos recently. So Rachmaninoff concerto, Chopin's concerto, number one and two. Very... <laughs> Come closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you guys don't like being on camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of classical romantic music because that's just the type of music I love to listen to. See? That's awesome. Now it's goodbye. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming on. But so but this is what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't I it doesn't matter whether yeah. I'm not I listen to that or Joni Mitchell, which I don't, but like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. matter because what where what is the magic for, that everybody else gets from all those things yeah, that's nice. what we're doing we're trying to make magic guys that's nice katya mm. just threw dagger eyes at you when you said that piece about Joni mitchell so be, be careful <laughs> <laughs> i just I'm just throwing it out there but, that, but that's the beauty i don't because that's do you know what i'm saying because you like when, yeah, yeah. When, like with a lot of rock bands it's like especially when you're younger it's what it, there's like a cachet in the kind of music that you listen to. Well, that's not cool. If you know, you know, they threw out the original bass player from the Sex Pistols because he listened to the Beatles. I mean, that's a great reason to throw somebody out of a band, but I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys, <laughs> you guys are like, no, no, it's you know, I, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. of that, and that that just doesn't matter to, to me. I mean, yeah. I guess it probably did at a certain point, uh, you know. However, no, I was I was I was thinking about because like, you know, you mentioned MC5 and I thought about all of my buds and we all converged on the Danforth for MC50 a couple of years ago. And it was I like, was there. that's I why was when you, you said that, I, I chuckled because it's like, yeah, there's all of us yeah. old guys that listen to punk rock back yeah. in the day that are hanging out, listening to some great tunes. And that's amazing. Right. Like, but that's the yeah. thing. But no longer for me, is it important? Like, I yeah, don't totally. it doesn't matter to me what Denzel listens to, you know I mean? As long as he's happy and as long as he can bring a feeling with him to what yeah. we do. Right. For yeah. me, it's all just about what are we, what are we doing? Oh, you, that's cool. Like I didn't know that Brachmaninoff had two parts of his. <laughs> okay. He's saying, no, I got it wrong already. But the point, you know what I'm saying, right? None of it matters. None of it matters. As long as we're, as long as yeah. together we're, yeah. you know, we're making some, making, starting with me and us, if we feel something, hopefully somebody else will. Yeah. This has been a fascinating and a fun conversation. Uh, I want to thank all of you, Katia, Malin, and Mike, mm -hmm. uh, and Denzel for making a, uh, a surprise appearance. Mm -hmm. uh, really appreciate it. Um, people want to find out more, want to listen to more Bad Breed. Where, where and how can they do it? Uh, well, you know, we're on Instagram at badbreed underscore band. And then from there, you can go to everywhere, Spotify and Bandcamp and et cetera, et cetera. Our videos are on YouTube, you know, Bad Breed Band. Um, and yeah, we've got a website if you, if you want vinyl. Oh, I, I should mention this. Um, we did. So we made a, a very small run of vinyl for this album for Ferocious Love. We are not selling it per se. We are giving it in exchange for a $20 donation to a charity of your choice the record came out during the pandemic of course we were, the, the plan was to have it as a merch thing at a merch table but suddenly in the middle of a pandemic when everybody's struggling you know black lives matter needs money food banks need money everywhere needs money right so if you do listen to us and you're interested and you have a record player like katia does um and you'd like some vinyl make a donation just send me a, a screenshot of where you sent it and I will ship it to you at no charge to you anywhere in the world. So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask about that earlier. So yeah. I, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. That is awesome. We're going to, we're going to pimp that out on social. Do it. Uh, for, for sure. Um, Mike, how, so we want to hear some live music. I know you've prepared something. Are we going to attempt to do something? Are we going to use, 
the live version you sent me? How do, how do we want to do this? You're going to use the live version that I sent you only because it's been disastrous trying it on Zoom for us. The, the <laughs> sound has been, no, it's the sound is horrible. And I prefer if you had something that was, you know, that sounded good. So if yeah, you're good is, with that, then I'm good with are that. Good.
Yeah, I'm gonna get that is right. awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Yes. Thank you very Mike, much. Mike, Katya, and Malin. Thank you so much. Thank you guys both. It was very nice to get a chance to speak to you. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.